Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show, live from Walk-Ons, Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking at double pass here. Kylan James with time, has an opportunity downfield, caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone for the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction, Highland Dairy, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Moik's RV, and Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure, it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears, do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. They're going to hand it off to James. James on the move, at the 5, at the 1, into the end zone, the Bears have taken the lead, the Bears have taken the lead. Take a tape parade down the sideline. 19 seconds left. Kylan James off the right side and into the end zone. And this crazy comeback is complete. Rolling right. Has time. Receivers downfield. Going to go for it all here. This will be the final play of the game. It's intercepted. And the Bears have pulled it off. The Bears have won the game. Picked off in the end zone by who else? T-Bird, Tamarian Wilson. 38, 33, oh my goodness. All right, welcome into Walk-Ons tonight and a comeback for the ages for the Bears as we welcome you into the Nathan Brown Show tonight from Walk-Ons in Conway. 38-33 entering the fourth quarter. Bears are down 30-6 to and somehow, someway, they claw their ways their way back. And I guess that's what Bears do, Coach. They use those claws. And you guys used every bit of them on uh, Saturday in one of the more unlikely comebacks any of us have ever seen congratulations yeah uh obviously still still hard to believe um but but man just the grit the passion the 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 fight that that our team showed um throughout the whole game but but you know obviously the fourth quarter gets the headline for obvious reasons uh it's just what you look for i mean that's that's the type of uh, you know that's why you coach to for moments (laughs) like that like we were talking before i don't know that it's good for our heart rate and and all that but but man it's just there were so many emotions involved um, with a game like that and just so proud of our, our team, our boys, for, for finding a way because not many people find a way in that, that, that uh, situation. I will say that uh, there were a few people that headed to the exits. Those who stayed in attendance were treated to quite a ball game. The folks who were there at the end, Coach, it was loud, and it was obviously incredible energy in there. It was such a special night. And after the second touchdown, I think, maybe the third one, People could kind of sense something yeah. was going on. And by the time you guys got the ball back on the last possession, I don't think there was a doubt in anybody's <laughs> mind, including all the Red Hawks, that you guys were going to go down and score again. Well, it, 
Yeah, people have asked me several times over the last couple of days, you know, when did I believe that we, you know, had a chance? And, I, you know, you don't – there's not a moment where you sit there and say uh, that was it or, or, you know, I you know I believed it was going to happen after that catch or that touchdown. Um, but re-watching the film and just watching the emotion of our sideline, um, watching the reaction of our players that were on the field – um, I do think it was probably the Christian Richmond touchdown that, that I think that put us down by eight with four minutes left. Um, him, you know, and that was a 19 second drive, I believe. You know, we ran two plays on that drive. Second play, Will hits him up the seam. Gerard Barnes makes a big block uh, to spring him, and uh, you know that's where you said, you know what, uh, this this could happen. And uh, you knew you st- a lot of stuff still had to fall in place, like like what had happened to that point in the fourth quarter. Um, but it really did. The stars aligned, and and uh, the good guys won on Saturday. Yeah, when they got the field goal with 4:20 left, I was like, well, it was you know good effort here, but they, you know, I think they put it a little too far out at 46 yarder, which made it 33 to 18. So you're still down by 15 points at that point. You obviously went for three two point conversions, none of which were converted. So again, in hindsight, probably would have just kicked the extra points. But it is remarkable. The 73 yarder to Richmond. That was the thing. The other part of this is you don't get turnovers that's what doesn't make any sense about the fourth quarter is you know you fully expect to you know if you make a comeback like that you're thinking a block punt scoop score pick six uh you know something you know kickoff return touchdown something uh other than just five straight drives on offense right and and what was amazing was that didn't happen we just we we were solid on defense we stopped them uh we we had held them to quick drives obviously gave up a field goal there in between uh, but held them to quick drives, got the ball back in our hands, and we were very efficient. If you look at our our our, our time of possession on those last five drives, I mean, you could say I don't know if it shows it right there, but I mean, how quick they were. One twenty-seven, three twenty-three was the long one. That was the Gerard Barnes uh, touchdown yep. series. Uh, two play, seventy-three yards, nineteen seconds. The Butler uh, touchdown that uh, got you guys within uh, a couple of points there, forty-one seconds, and yep. then the final drive was only fifty-nine seconds. Yeah. So you, you left him time to spare, maybe a little too much, but it worked out okay. And, and T-Bird obviously made that last defensive play. And I know we talked about that last week, having the defense close Man. it out. Second week in a row in a close well, one. Well, and, and, and that's in, in totally different fashions. You know, you look at two weeks ago, the Southern Utah game, and, you know, we were having to hold on to that lead. We were having to hold on to the rope. We were having to figure out how to finish that game. You were just wanting that clock to hit zero uh, because all of his cards were stacked against us. The mo- momentum was in Southern Utah's favor. And uh, we stopped the two-point conversion and then, then held them four and out on defense to win the game and get in victory formation on offense, whereas opposed to this week, we were fighting, scratching, clawing to get our way out of the hole. And so we've won two games in the last two weeks, close games, albeit, uh, that have been in totally opposite manners, right. you know, coming from behind and then and then holding a, holding a big lead. So just proud of, proud of our guys. And, and, and I can't help but think winning two games in that fashion, opposite directions, is going to help us move moving forward. Oh, there's no doubt. It's obviously an opportunity for some significant growth. And Will McIlvain, Coach, we have seen him take that next step forward. And he just came out as a gunslinger in the fourth quarter. By the way, named the uh, United Athletic Conference Player of the Week on offense this week. Incredible job. And in the same breath, I want to mention the offensive line and the backs and the tight ends who blocked for him. They were jailhouse coming after you guys. Jailhouse break blitzes, and you guys picked up every one of them just about every single time. He got sacked one time total in the entire game. Well, and I think that goes unnoticed in the fourth quarter. Obviously, their scheme and what their decision was in the fourth quarter was not to lay back and play coverage. I mean, they 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 were bring they were wanting to put pressure on Will. They were wanting to make our backs pick up 
pick up blitzes. And and uh, what was amazing about that was was they gave Will time. He he scrambled around a little bit, but for the most part, he had a clean pocket, able to stand in there, drive the football to our receivers, and um, you know, and they know we're trying to throw the ball, so they're pinning their ears back. And so that's what makes it even more impressive. Justin Larry, you know, uh, uh, Will Diggins, Zach Kokenauer, Josh George. I mean, I go down the list. William Mayo. I mean, an unbelievable job by those those young men. Uh, and and how they handled that circumstance, uh, that goes unnoticed, obviously, yeah. right? I mean, the the, the 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 names in the paper, the guy scoring the touchdowns, will win a player of the week. All that doesn't happen with those big boys up front. Well, and that's the thing; you're also working shorthanded up front without it's BK tough. Collier to it's start the, yeah. game, the day. So, yeah, BK BK was out. Our starting right tackle he had a death in the family, and so we had to shift Justin over to right side. Justin Larry was our starting left tackle. He's skilled enough to be able to play both. It's a believe it or not, it's a skill. People may not realize yeah. that to switch sides. Um, when we moved retro freshman for his first career start, Zach Kokenauer, big, strong, young red retro freshman, have a great career here, and man, he held up, and it was great to see. Uh, Will ends up 31 of 44. The uh, completions, I think the attempts, too, for sure the yardage, all career highs, four touchdowns, one interception. And uh, as we mentioned, a lot of people playing a part in that. We're going to talk to one of his favorite targets this season, Miles Butler, who we had heard a lot about in the preseason camp. And obviously it's shown up on the field here once the season has gotten underway. He and Gerard Barnes, uh, along with Christian Richmond, and a lot of other guys have uh, been really great targets for Will McIlvain this year. And then on the defensive side, the old head, over 200 career tackles. We're going to talk to Cam Godfrey tonight as well. So we will get to all that as we continue on. We'll continue to recap a game that, again, ended on a 32-3 run by the Bears. Just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. It all resulted in a five-point win, and the Bears now ranked in both polls, 25th in the coaches, 20th in the stats poll, and now 4-2 and two and still undefeated in conference play. Conference opponent this week. But it won't count as a conference game. Weird scenario. We'll talk about that. We'll continue on after this. It's the Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons in Conway. Stay with us. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkery7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. McIlvain, back to throw, has time, looks, throws late into the end zone, wide open Butler, touchdown Central Arkansas, a 10-yard strike on third down from McIlvain to Butler, the first touchdown of the day for the Bears, McIlvain. Throwing down the sideline. Butler man to man. He got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown Central Arkansas. 45 yards. The Butler did it. All right. Welcome back to the Nathan Brown Show here in Conway. Walk-on's Sports Bistro. And uh, the Butler is with us tonight. Miles <laughs> Butler joining us. And uh, Miles, congratulations. It was a crazy one the other day. And I, I keep asking everybody. So have you ever been any? And anything close to that before in your no, life? Nothing close to that. Nothing at all close to that one. Do you remember the biggest comeback you were part of in your life before that one? I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere close, though. No, we're not close. So what did, did you believe? Let me ask you that. Going to the fourth quarter, it's 30-6. to six. What are you thinking? Uh, I was thinking we got to – like I told the O-line, so we got to start brick by brick. Someone got to start it just brick by brick. So I definitely believed it. 
And I just I wanted the team to believe it too, because I definitely believe it. Because Coach Justin kept telling us, and I was believing what he was saying. So I said, we got to start brick by brick, and that's what we did, brick by brick. At what point did you think, okay, we got this, we're gonna make this happen? Oh, definitely after Seaver scored. Okay. Seaver scored, I knew it. I said, yeah, we're gonna win this. <laughs> I knew that. It was it. Let's let's talk about the last drive, and we've got the Kylan James touchdown. We'll play a little bit later on. I was told today by multiple sources that there was a check by Will McIlvain, coach, that led Unreal. to get you guys into field goal range. Yeah, so we had a we had a, a, a route concept called, um, and Will actually didn't even let the receivers know. They actually ran the route. I mean, they were running the route concept. Will saw the box count. We're in the we're in the stands. We, I mean, we're in the we're, we're Coach Collins in the box. I'm on the sideline, and we see Will verbalizing something. We just thought it was protection. You know, changing the protection, moving a guy here or there which we knew we had to play with urgency, right? I mean, the, the clock's ticking, and uh, Will, Will checked an inside zone play to KP, and, uh, and man, it walked, walked up perfect. I don't know how many. You got 20, 25 yards, but it got us into field goal range. Those guys didn't even know we checked it. I mean, it was unreal, and, and that's just the what we're talking about, the savviness, the veteran presence of Will, just knowledge of the offense, and then playing the game, the feel of the game. I mean, he knew we had, we talked before the series started. He knew we had a timeout left, so we knew we could run the ball. He got the box count. His training told him to do this, and he executed it. Yeah, no doubt. Seven for 117, a couple of touchdowns, Miles, the other day. Um, you knew this was going to be a tough game. I assumed Simo would come in and be desperate. Did you guys have any fatigue, do you think, from the from the week before? I mean, it's a, several days in between there, but that's a long, hard trip. Um, it I said a little bit, but not that much, though. It did take a toll when I got back Sunday. <laughs> How much was the altitude a factor for you last week? Oh, it was bad. After yeah. I caught that uh, second string, I thought I was going to die. I was, <laughs> I was gassed. I was gassed after that second string, but it was de- it definitely made a big difference, though. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm glad you didn't die. We, were, we, we needed you back this week for sure. Um, there was a lot of talk about you, about you were one of the few you know guys, and I only heard about a few guys that were pick, taking big steps forward. Yes, what did you do in the offseason to get ready for this year? What were your expectations coming in? Uh, this off season, I was just in the indoor as much as I could be. I was in there in the morning, uh, in the afternoon. I was just trying to train there every day. I knew I had to be consistent in there, so I could be consistent on Saturdays. So that's what I was doing in the, in the indoor every day, consistently. How's the How's the receiver room? Tell me about the group. I mean, we got some guys we've been watching make plays for a few years now, but uh, and you've obviously been part of the mix. You had a good year last year, a few touchdowns, like twenty two catches, maybe something like that. Okay. Um, what's the group like? That group there is special. We have some major talent in that room. Even 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 before you see them, we still have some guys in the back that's really good. And that group, I love that group together because we stick together. Like that, and I feel like that group really knew that we had that game. We could come back and win that game. That's why I feel like we went and performed the way we did because we actually believed. And I love that group for sure. How about Cam Robinson? I was just about to ask about him. Cam. One of the young guys coming up. He's had two good weeks in a row now. Yeah, Cam didn't get to play last year uh, because he had a little injury going on. But this year he was in the, he was in the indoor with me this summer training with me and I, i'm glad to see cam back he met a, he gave us a spark for real mm-hmm. for real with that the deep ball he caught he really gave us a spark and i and i appreciate cam though for sure i'm gonna get that look from coach here to me but i'm gonna ask it anyway <laughs> did you notice what was happening between the third and fourth quarters on the other sideline no sir you didn't no, sir. good all right that's i good. did <laughs> i did too uh the red hawks got together and they were dancing around apparently they brought their own speaker system too and they were dancing around like they just won the national title and it was real irritating but i'm like well it's thirty to six. Can't really say anything right now. Cam saw it. Okay, we'll ask him about that in a second. Uh, all right, I just I was just curious, so uh, it, it's all right. But um, but anyway, other than that, I mean, what were your your goals? Did you expect kind of what's happening from you this year? I mean, were you expect to take a big step? Yes, I, I was definitely expecting them taking a big step. We didn't go as planned, but that's part of it. Everything is not going to go perfect. It's going to have adversity. So it's going good so far because I'm definitely better than what I was last year. Man, we were just talking about it like 
the numbers that I have right now, even though I'm not a numbers guy, he was like, the numbers you have right now, you already capitalized from yep. last year. And I was like, that's a blessing that I did take a step, even though it's not going perfect like I wanted to, but it's still a step forward. Yeah, you almost doubled your touchdown count, so just keep that up. That'd be great. How about going against these dudes every day oh, in, in practice? Me, that's got to make you better, right? Oh, that makes me better every day. Going against Andrew Hayes, uh, coming from a D2 school, really good corner. Uh, you can tell he has lots of experience. You have T.D. Williams, James, physical corner. And those guys really made me better. It was iron sharp and iron, all fall camps. Like, every fall camp, every practice, it was you got to come with it because you know the other guys on the other side was coming with it too. So we competed. And I appreciate those guys because that's what, who made me better for sure. Yeah, I'm talking to Miles Butler on the Nathan Brown Show, if you're just tuning in. And we actually named uh, Andrew our player of the week on defense this week. I thought he did a phenomenal yeah. job against Flournoy. And there were plenty of flags that came out. And, again, that was another. that was one of the few negatives of the week. Uh, second week in a row, but again, they weren't letting you get away with a whole bunch at, at uh, the corner spot this week. Well, and I think that's one of the differences. And we can talk to Cam as a DB, but I think in the second half, the the, the officials let us play. I mean, yeah. there was a little bit more lenient calls in the second half. They they were really ticky tack in the first half, and and uh, you know, if you look at the 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 uh, penalty count, we had high penalties, but they also did too. So I mean, they just it was a flag a flag happy group, and that's fine. We got to adjust, and we got to be better, but. Um, but, man, I was proud of those guys. And I'll tell you this, one thing I want to say about Miles, uh, I got on the headset at one point, and I think we, him and I made eye contact somewhere in that fourth quarter. And I said to Coach Collins, I said, get the ball to 14. He's got that look in his eyes. And Collins actually reminded me, Jessica and I went to Coach Collins' office. We decompressed after the game. And, and Coach Collins said, it's funny because you haven't said that to me uh, maybe since Lawan or Tyler. And it's, there's just something in a game, and you see it, and you know it, and you feel it. And, you, and Collins is, Coach Collins is like, I can't see or feel that in the box. Right. I'm calling the game. You know, it's more, it's more so just overall picture. But when you get the emotion of the game, you can see the way they react and respond. And I saw that in this dude on Saturday, and he had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. There's, we, don't, we don't win that game without him having that ability on, for, on a Saturday night. Did you feel like, I mean, did receivers get in the zone? Is that a thing? We locked in. Coach said we had, uh, Coach Justin kept saying, uh, oh, Maddie got this X factor. He was like, everybody X factor had cut on them, and that's, that's what he meant. Yeah. So we all stuck together, and our X factor cut on, and it was time to make plays. Second touchdown was contested. What, what do you remember about that play? Uh, well, I knew he had backed off because I knew that wasn't going to come in press because, you know, everybody was expecting us to, to throw the ball. So he backed off, so I was pressuring his leverage, and Will just gave me a chance. I was like, got to make a play. Because what's crazy is uh, on, I want to say on Thursday, I had just got off the phone with T. Huddy, and I was like, bro, I've been, um, I got to make those big plays. Like, I haven't been making those big plays, I feel like. I said, I got to make those big plays. And in that moment on Saturday, that was my time to make a big play, and, and I responded. Thanks to God. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's incredible. So uh, how hard do you think it will be to turn the page to this week with SFA coming in? I mean, it's hard to not ride that wave for a while, I would think. Yeah, it's kind of hard, but it's really not that hard because, you know, we got to keep going. we got, we got to be consistent. we got to do the same thing. Not let it get that far until we start the plan, but start off early. Like, learn from because ain't no game's perfect. I didn't start off perfect, so there's no game that's perfect. So we got something that we can learn from and build on. So that's what we need to go in and fix. Let that be a win in the past, and that's time to move to the SFA this week. How, how far is it home for you? How far is Montgomery from here for you? Uh, seven hours. You get family at games? Friends yeah. get to come up some? What's crazy is uh, Saturday was my first time having my cu- all my cousins at my games and stuff. That's not all of them, but it was most of them. They they got to see me play, and I'm glad I gave them a show to see. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, they had a good luck term. He, he had texted me, early, I guess Thursday maybe, and he was like, Coach, any way I can get more tickets. <laughs> and then he goes and plays a game like that. We need yeah. to get him here more often. Well, I was saying, we need to maybe get a bus together and get him over here. <laughs> no it might be a kid luck charm, so. <laughs> well, congrats. That was amazing, and uh, good luck this week. Thank you, sir. All right, appreciate it. Yes, we were talking before, uh, Cam and I, we're going to get him on here in a second. That was Miles Butler. Good stuff. Um, 
this league is not going to be easy. No. I mean, there are no off weeks this year. I mean, there is. I mean, I still see some people that are uh, expecting Austin P to be in the playoffs, whether as an at-large or as a conference champion. Yep. Uh, people are writing off Eastern Kentucky. We know that's crazy to do, not a smart move. No. Tarleton lost a heartbreaker this last weekend. So did SFA. But we know they're going to be factors in the in the season as it, as it wears on here. So, I mean, it is, a I think, a much better league than we anticipated even. But, yeah, it was all comebacks, right? Utah Tech beats SFA in a comeback, 37-31. I think they scored 20 in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And then U- Southern Utah comes back and beats Tarleton on the road, 27-26. What a win for them. And, I mean, they still had to be licking their wounds for the near miss the week before. That was impressive. Well, I think I think those two Utah schools are going to spoil some people's party. I yep. mean, I, I, you know, that's that's two schools that are, uh, you know, a lot of us don't know a whole lot about. You know, we're kind of learning on the fly. So, um, you know, it's 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 a deep league. I mean, I, look, North Alabama, I mean, they beat uh, Chattanooga's a top 25 team. They've beaten Chattanooga in non-conference play. Yep. I mean, it's a it's it's a it's a game it's a week and a week by week game game by game type deal. Uh, you got to buckle up. I mean, this is a this is a deep league. There's not a there's not a day that goes by that we can't uh, that we can take off for sure. All right, we're gonna talk to Cam Godfrey on the other side. Uh, Long time safety here at Central Arkansas and the active leader with seven interceptions, with uh, over 200 tackles to his credit as well. We'll take a break. We're back here at Walk-Ons in Conway after this. Nathan Brown, Justin Akery, and again Cam Godfrey. Safety will join us on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. McElvain has a man wide open at the 45 across midfield. Still on his feet, 45-40, off to the races, and goodbye! To the end zone, Christian Richmond. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was 73 yards in a hurry as we welcome you back into walk-ons here at Conway. And you said that's when you felt like, uh-oh, maybe we're on to something here, Coach. Yeah, that was a big play. I mean, they, they, they like we talked about, they brought the blitz there. We did a good job picking it up. They left the seam ball wide open. Uh, Christian made a good catch, and really Christian made a good run, but Gerard Barnes makes an unbelievable block on that play to spring him, and uh, that was that, you know, Gerard had already scored a big touchdown earlier, and then he's probably, I, I, it would be hard for me to find a better blocking wide receiver in the country. Uh, Gerard just, he's got a knack for it, and he's willing to do it, yeah. and uh, as good as he is with the ball in his hands, he's a, he is a very unselfish player uh, when it comes to blocking, and he, he obviously sprung Christian right there. We're going to talk defense here in just a second with Cam Godfrey. I want to mention a couple offensive numbers, though. Uh, the balance so far has been really good. 200 rushes for 1342, 15 touchdowns. 204 passes, 1541, and 15 touchdowns. Yeah. So you've been almost exactly balanced in play call and exactly balanced in the number of touchdowns scored 
on the ground and through the air. Yeah, and and, and balance is not necessarily 50-50. Obviously, it works out that way here, yep. it looks like. Um, but really, balance is being multiple offense that does what it takes to win a football game. I mean, the last two weeks, Will McIlvain has had to throw the ball, you know, career highs in, in attempts and, and, and all that. So, uh, but, but the prior weeks of that, we were running the ball pretty heavily. So um, we're doing what it takes to win. Uh, our defense is getting stops, and, and offense has been able to put the ball in the end zone for the most part throughout the year. I got an interesting Colin James stat, too, I'll share in a second. But let's get to Cam now and talk about the defense and uh, 24th in total defense nationally and getting after the quarterback, doing a lot of good things. And uh, congratulations, Cam. It was one for the ages. It definitely was. Thank you. So at what point did you think, okay, we might we might just pull this thing off? Well, I was a part of that 2019 team of just always coming back. So I just already have that mentality of we could always still come back. And I was just trying to keep everybody focused on defense. Just we're not done. We're not done. Even though I did still a couple of looks, you know, that. It's still over, but we're going to keep trying type thing. We were tearing our hair out a little bit in the first half. You guys were doing so many good things, and you kept getting them behind the sticks, and they kept converting. There were some third and longs repeatedly that were converted, whether they made a play or you guys got a penalty called on you. Did you get frustrated at all in the first half? I mean, you guys were keeping them in it, but at the same time, they were pulling off a lot of long shots, I think, on third down. Yeah, those penalties were hurting us, uh, especially since we tried to stress that throughout the week that we have to do better on third down, but um, just try to keep everybody composed. So... What are you thinking going in the fourth quarter? Uh, going in the fourth quarter, uh, looking 36, I knew it didn't look good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't look good at all, especially since I looked over and seen they were, they were turning up on our, on our own turf. But um, I just said the defense, like, we're going to have to go back. They're going to score, and we're going to have to go back and get a stop. Then we got one stop. Then another, they got to score again. I was like, we're going to have to get another stop. Then I was like, we need one more stop. So they just kept going, just trying to keep the defense composed. Like, we just got to do our job. Yeah. So what were you thinking when they're doing that on your field? They got music cranked up. They're over there dancing like they won the game already. I I didn't like that. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was it wasn't my best feeling, especially since it was on our own turf. I mean, I wouldn't like it if we we're on somebody else. But to be here at home on Conway on our stripes, I didn't like it. T-Bird told us last week that he had this game circled. He told me before the season this is one of about three or four that he was definitely looking forward to. You guys lost a tough one up there last year. It was a weird game. A lot of strange things happened in that one. Had a fumble recovery, a kickoff recovery for a touchdown. Did you did you look forward to this one? Was this a big game for you? Yeah, me and T Bird, we both didn't. Uh, we did, we did last year's game didn't sit right with uh, Sema. We felt like we could have done a lot better, um, especially on the special team side. We didn't have a good, very good special teams, but um, they're just they were talking a lot during that game, and so we d- we definitely had this uh, game circled this year. This one a little chippy. I mean, it, it was it was just more talking than usual. It, it was about the same as last year. They're, just, they're always chippy. They're always saying something after the play or doing something after the play, and they got away with it a couple of times. Yeah. It is what it is. Chirp, chirp, little bird. And fly back home. I bet that was a horrible bus ride back to Cape Girardeau. That would be pretty miserable after uh, dancing around in the third quarter and then blowing another lead, which has been kind of their calling card this year. But that's a talented group you guys knocked off. Um, what are you most proud of from the defense so far this year? Uh, our corners played really – are playing really well this year. Uh I have so much confidence in them, just if we being in man coverage or any coverage, but man coverage, I have so much confidence guarding anybody in the country. So what are you thinking about uh, the season? I mean, did you feel great coming in? I talked to a lot of guys who had the highest of hopes. I mean, we're talking undefeated season. We're talking, you know, national championship, certainly a conference title. Do you feel like this team has sort of the makeup to do something like that? Uh, I definitely think so. Uh, on the offensive side, they're throwing it and running it well. And on the defensive side, we have so many weapons everywhere. Just Golday at linebacker and D- D.C. playing hard the way he does. And then 
Logan and uh, D-Walk going off the edge and our corners locking up. And then you have the tackle man, T-Bird, back there. I just feel like we're, we're very special. I like that. <laughs> uh, tell me about your receivers. We were just we got a nice compliment played to you guys from Miles. Tell me about trying to chase those guys around. And obviously we've seen the great speed your guys have. Yeah, it's been tough, especially in the slot. Uh, Cam and C-Rich gave us problems all fall camp. Yes, even um, Dylan and... Trey Green, when they when they guarded Cam, they're like Cam is really tough to guard. So we gotta give him the ball during the season, and he just these past two games, that's what happened. He's just showing out. We we're like we knew we've been through this. We, we always yeah. knew that was Cam. <laughs> and what about from Shenderick? He uh, he's obviously put people on notice, and we knew coming in. We saw him last year. I mean, what are your memories of chasing him around last year and then seeing him in camp? Uh, seeing him camp, it was just like yeah, I see why you like the way you are, just the way he jump cuts and he does different things. And then uh, he hurdled somebody Saturday, <laughs> and he hurdled uh, James Jordan last year when we played him. So it was just like a whole flashback. We're like, this is nothing new. This is just this is just pal. This is what he does. So how about SFA this week? What do you what can you tell me? Uh, they're a good team, but um, obviously we we stop the run and contain the pass. I think we'll be really well. Uh, let our pass rushers. Um, I think we could take advantage on the D-line. Our D-line could take advantage of them. Um, so I think we cover them up and let our D-line eat. We'll be okay. So Tiber gets the pick in the end zone, last play of the game on Saturday. What? Uh, where were you? What did you see? What was your expectation? I mean, how, just give me that last play, kind of your, your perspective. Um, last play, uh, we always stress that at, at the end of every Thursday practice, last play is bat the ball down. Um, so I was guarding one of their, I think second, one of their second or third best receivers. Um running with him, and I see T-Bird go up for the ball, and I'm thinking he's about to bat the ball down, but then there was two SEMO receivers who got right in front of him, so I'm really glad he caught the ball instead of batting it down because it could have been a real sad day for that's the a, That's a nervous deal, man. Yeah. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it time and time again where a ball, you know, you bat yeah. it, it gets hooked around, and, sure. and I get the bat and the ball down, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a big play. Well, the other thing is, too, you're not even sure on that play, like, whether they're going to throw short and then try to hail Mary, but they decide right. to stretch the play and then fire it in the end zone. Do you have a, a different defensive line? Like, do you bring in a, a big receiver or anything different with a, a hail Mary play? We, we, we have in the past. We aren't right now. We feel comfortable with these guys. They work it. They work it. That's something we stress every single week. And, and fortunately enough, I was I was able to have a timeout. Yeah. And I called a timeout once I saw they were in what looked like a hail Mary formation to me. Because uh, it was the same formation we put ours in, I think it's universal. Um, and I so saw I used that timeout at the last second, and uh, you know we just did our last last minute adjustments, and those guys went out and executed the play, which was you know huge play, obviously winning the game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, Cam, congrats and good luck this week. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Always, right. of course. You bet. That's Cam Godfrey. Great stuff, per usual. Uh, great on the field. Great on the mic. So. Uh, all right, uh, I got some offensive numbers I want to throw at you, Coach. We're going to hear a couple more highlights as we continue on. We got our two-minute drill coming up. We got the beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council about SFA, and they've got some interesting weapons you guys will have to contend with on both sides of the ball. And they are getting after quarterbacks also about as well as your team is this year. So we'll talk about that. We're at Walk On Sports Beastro and Conway. It's an Nathan Brown show on Buzz Two One Zero Six Seven. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment.
purple, go gray, go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, a great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Bringing the heat, McElvain to the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown! Gerard Bars, I don't know how he did it. He got spun all the way around, he caught it down around his hip, held on, crashed to the turf, and it is caught for a score for the Bears. Well, he may be a great blocker, but uh, Gerard Barnes also a pretty darn good receiver, leading the Bears now 27 receptions on the season. He is second leading receiver as far as yardage goes with 335 behind Miles, who has 345 now and five touchdowns over there for Miles Butler. And Gerard uh, with a couple to his credit also. Um, who's older, Gerard or you? No, Gerard, or, I mean, Cam has been here, seems like, forever. Gerard's been here forever. Gerard's the oldest one on the team, I believe. Am, am I right on that? Yeah, he, he had, I know he's the only seventh-year guy. He, he's going right from college to AARP. I mean, it's crazy. So so it's funny because, you know, a lot of times we do seniority when we eat on the road and stuff. So I'll say, you know, fifth-year guys, fourth-year guys. So I always just started out with Gerard. <laughs> That's funny. Drive I like that. He leads us. That's good. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention uh, Kylan James. We played his touchdown, which put you guys up to stay the other night, and he is having a great year. And I noticed this last week, and he actually even tightened it up more this week. I don't know if you've noticed this weird anomaly statistically for him. He has 23 rushes and 23 catches. Wow. 23 rushes for 235. 23 receptions for 234. Three touchdowns on the ground, three touchdowns in the air. Hadn't thrown one yet this year, but it's early. It's coming. Yep. So I just thought, man, this far in the season, and you're almost exactly the same. And, of course, two weeks ago you didn't run him at all. And yeah, nine catches. Yeah, nine catches. But this week you got a little bit of both out of him. I've said it, and I haven't been I haven't been shy about saying it. I think he's the most versatile player in the country on offense. And, I, I you know, what he can do in space, you know, splitting him out, moving him to a, almost a B-back position, obviously handing the ball in the backfield. I mean, he's the guy on those last two drives that was in, you know, at, at the running back position. He's just – He's such a good football player. I mean, you could probably train him to be a quarterback. I mean, he's just he's just he's just that good a player. Obviously, coming from a program at Dumas where he did it all here in, here in the state, um, he's been man. He's been so good. And and he he's the wild card. If he's playing, if we're getting him the ball and we're ginning with him getting in and out of breaks and doing different things and personnel, uh, usually our offense is clicking. And and so we 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 definitely we definitely build a lot around him. Uh, your offense is clicking for sure. Four hundred eighty-one yards a game. That's fourth in the FCS. You guys are eighth in scoring at 38.8 a game. Are you, you pretty happy where you guys are right now? I, I am. I think we've left a lot out there, though. I mean, I think our offense yeah. would tell you. I mean, we've settled for some red zone field goals, especially the last two weeks that frustrate you. Um, you know, we left some – we left a lot of hidden yardage out there at Oklahoma State. We left – we felt like we didn't play our best game at North Dakota State. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I feel like we could get better at and improve on, and I think our players would tell you – Man, we're a detail here, a detail uh, there, away from being even better every week. So we've got a lot to grow on. I mean, we're we're obviously because of the talent we have, it's taken over at times. Um, but we we can continue to get better with details and the little things. I want to talk about Jake Gaster again too um, on special teams, coach? Seven out of ten for field goals this year, He's and doing, man. yeah, doing a great job. And I was, you know, I figured if it came down to it, I'm like, well, I saw him in JUCO on video yeah. kick a 51 yarder to win a game once, and I thought, well. 
just get him in range, but obviously it was nice to score a touchdown instead. Yeah, in the back of my head, I'm thinking all we need is a t- field goal. And, and, you know, so some coaches will sit there and run the clock all the way down, take a knee and, you know, take the field goal to win the game. And probably if you're in the NFL, you do do that. Yeah. I mean, that's just you, you believe in your, 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 your protection. You believe in your snap, the hold. Um, but in my case, I'm sitting there thinking, man, we're, we, we've got a chance. And, and I had a timeout in my back pocket, so I'm thinking I wasn't necessarily going to put the ball in the air on those last last couple plays um, because I had that timeout, and I believe in our kicking game. Uh, but fortunately enough, we just put it in the end zone. It didn't matter. But Jake's Jake's been on a run, and, and, and he's 7 of 10. And really, I think it, really in all, all honesty, he's 7 of 8 um, because two of those are blocks, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's not, not on him. Well, so, the miss is off the upright. Yeah, and the, and the misses, and it was a chip shot that he would he makes 100% of the time. I yeah. Mean, if he, you know, other than that, that yeah, obviously tough elements being in the rain and wind and all that up in southern Utah. But, um, but man, I've been very pleased with him. He's going to be a weapon as we continue the season. Uh, I want to ask you one other thing strategically. Uh, at the end of the game, you guys have one more kickoff after you score the last touchdown. Knowing they've got to score a touchdown to beat you, was there any debate about kicking deep versus the pooch? Yeah, so <laughs> – yeah, you know there was, um, you know, and even even people maybe questioning why didn't you onside, uh, you know, and I knew I had three timeouts, uh, you know, they're, they're probably uh, their most dangerous special team unit was kickoff return. Fourteen was the one that ran the touchdown back against us last year, and you mm-hmm. saw us trying to avoid kicking it to him all night. I mean, we we moved the ball around a lot. Jake Ward did a great job. Poochie did a great job cross kicking it um, doing some different things so I wasn't going to put it in 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 his hands I knew that and so it really became a question of well we have it pooched to the middle of the field and we thought we might surprise them with that well they're they're tied in they're up back did a great job he ended up getting 12 I think yards on the on the return most time you see guys fair catch that so I was a little bit surprised he returned it Um, but we got him on the ground and 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 it was a it was a good call I mean I didn't want to give and not that I don't trust our kickoff unit I trust them full 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 force but uh, you know, shame on me if I, I make that decision and we do give up a touchdown to 14. I mean, he was a, he's a he's a he's an all conference type return guy, and I didn't want to put it in his hands. That makes sense. All right, well, um, let's talk about SFA, and we'll go through the beef report here in just a second. But last year you win 34-7 in Nacogdoches, and nobody expected that. That was a team that was very very good. And speaking of Colin James, as we were a little bit ago, he just went crazy on them. Ten carries, 155 yards. Four catches for 88 yards. He had two touchdowns in receptions. And then uh, defense got after it. Ten tackles for loss and eight sacks. David Walker alone had three and a half sacks in that game last year. And and that's something that maybe you guys could take advantage of again this year. They're they're giving some things up in that regard. Well, that was probably the... Probably the most dominant defensive performance I've ever been a part of as a coach. I mean, we they had obviously Xavier Gibson, who's doing great things with the New York Jets right now. Uh, they had a fifth-year senior quarterback who is their all-time leading passer or one of their all-time leading passers in SFA history. Uh, we put together a great plan. As a matter of fact, Cameron Godfrey who's here tonight. Uh, you know, his statistics weren't huge that game, but probably made hit, played his best game of his career in my opinion because he was. He was on Xavier Gibson duty, and I think we held Xavier to maybe one catch. I don't even remember. It wasn't many. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I mean, that's they're a high-powered offense. And, look, they've reloaded. Uh, they've got a transfer quarterback from Tennessee who's obviously uh, putting up big numbers this year, yeah. big kid, strong kid, uh, can really get the ball down the field, has a, has a good running ability, not afraid to stick his nose in there. Um, and they they've obviously always got talented receivers. They their 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 run game is solid. I think they're 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 running back as second leading rusher in the conference behind Shun Derrick. Um, you know they're they're a good football team. They're going to be tough to beat. And look, I, the scariest thing sometimes is playing a wounded football team, and that's what we're going to get on Saturday. We're playing a team that uh, is three and three, zero and two in the conference. 
Uh, they're in, backed in a corner, and they're going to come out swinging. I know Coach Carthel. I know the way he coaches. He's very sound with, in his schemes. Uh, it's going to be a difficult matchup. Well, you just got the best shot from SEMO, I think. They were had to play desperate, too, coming in with their yeah. record, and probably going to get the same this week. Real quick, I wanted to mention Pro Football Focus ranking players through week five, so it doesn't include last weekend. They had Shinderick Powell third on their list as far as uh, performances so far this year. I guess it's uh, however they figured, yeah. whatever their metric is. And then another one that popped off was surprising. James Jordan they had as their second yeah. cornerback in the country. James James is efficient. You know, he's he's obviously our third corner, gets in in a lot of nickel situations. He obviously goes in. He plays he plays as many snaps as TD and Andrew just, just off of just keeping guys fresh. Um, man, he's scrappy. He's yeah. not the biggest guy in the world. You know, Pulaski Robinson, uh, uh, you know, alum, does a great job he, right here at home. He's, he's, a, he's a good player, and, and he gets the most out of his body. I can promise you that. Saturday's game, 4 o'clock again for the Bears, back on the stripes, and then an off week coming up after that, and then one more home game in October before the Bears get back after it in uh, a couple of weeks. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll go through our beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. We've got our two-minute drill with Coach. Stay tuned. We will wrap things up here at Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway on a Monday night. Watch a little football on one TV. Got Phillies and Braves battling it out on another to best of five. Big game for the Braves trying to come back. So plenty to do here. Try to join us for one of these or come out to Walk-On's anytime. We'll be back after this. We're talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. They're going to hand it off to James. James on the move. At the 5, at the 1, into the end zone. The Bears have taken the lead. The Bears have taken the lead. Looks like a ticker tape parade down the sideline. 19 seconds left. Kylan James off the right side and into the end zone. And this crazy comeback is complete. Wasn't actual ticker tape, but it looked like it. What I, kind, I didn't what, know what kind of parade? Ticker tape parade. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I saw money flying, or I saw paper flying in the air. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> apparently, somebody had raided the money bag, which apparently is what? The turnover. The turnover award, basically, that our players came up with. So it's a it's a money bag. You You get a turnover on defense, and you get to. You get to capitalize on the money bag. You better call the treasury. You have to restock that bag. <laughs> I mean, I see Luke after the game, and he's got the money bag around his hip. I'm like, go give that back to Coach Stacks. Well, That's his money bag. It was definitely a good game to throw some money up in there for sure. Uh, you mentioned Colby Carthel, SFA, Lumberjacks coming in here. and Really a long history with these two schools going back quite a ways. And the Bears have dominated this series, which is great news. Happy to hear that. 11-4 and four all time, and I think maybe 9-2 and two the last 11. So, uh, obviously, every game is different. Every year is different. But as we go through the uh, beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council, Coach, it's a team that's uh, got some talent. Their quarterback, Brian Marrer, 55%, 12 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, which is encouraging, an opportunity maybe to take a couple away. Hope Camus listen to that. Maybe he can get another one. Add it to his total. Just put him over there with all the rest of them. He's got seven in his career. Uh, and then, but here's what kind of concerned me. they got seven interceptions by seven different players. 49 tackles for loss and 12 sacks, so they're getting after people. Yeah, they, they're, they're attacking style defense. They've got a new coordinator this year uh, on defensive side of the ball. He came from Tulane. Obviously, we know how good Tulane is yep. right now. Um, he went from, you know, SFA, you know, they kind of a four-man front over the years, and they, he's kind of went to more of an odd-man front. We'll still see some four-down stuff. 
Um, but but he's I'll tell you they're they're an attacking style defense. They they've got some really physical linebackers. Uh, they're long, very long. If you look at their depth chart and you watch them on film, they got length, um, which is always something that makes you nervous. Um, but look, we, we you know it's no different. I mean, look, our schedule's tough. It's going to be like this every week. Uh, playing talented teams that you know have good 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 transfers as well as as SFA does a great job recruiting the state of Texas and getting top talent out of that state. So um, you know, Coach Carson's a defensive guy. He's always going to have a good defense. I know that. Well, they've got a few All Conference guys in the in the preseason here, um, and one of them is their kicker, Chris Campos, who's really good player. Yeah, ten of thirteen this year, long of forty nine. He's made all his PATs and had a really good year last year, eighteen and twenty four. So. Uh, you know, obviously hoping it doesn't come down to a field goal. You, you cannot get enough of those games like you had last year where you, you dominated and you don't have to stress out, right? Yeah, I mean, we're due one, right? I mean, it, you know, you go from, you know, basically two years of when you win, dominating wins to two of the, two of the biggest nail batters I've had in my coaching career. So, um, obviously you take wins however they come, but, man, we need to we need to play well. I think I think just starting fast. We, we, we didn't start very fast. We started fast two weeks ago at Southern Utah. Um, but we didn't start fast as fast as past Saturday, and, I, and, I, and you know the players may may give the politically correct answer, but I do think there was a little bit of the Utah hangover. I think we were tired. I think we were worn out. We're, I mean, we're at the point in the season where we haven't had a bye week. Yep. Uh, guys are beat up. They're broke down. I mean, we we, we just got to keep fighting. And this, let's get through this game. Find a way, whatever it takes, you know, to get to to, to scratch out a win, uh, and then we can take a breath next week. B K B A C K this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You get him? Yep, he's back. That'll be nice. Yep, he's back. All right, let's go through our two-minute drill here, Coach, and uh, see how – oops, that's not going to work. Let's try Let's try that again. Let's put – actually, let's put on an hour and two minutes. That's a long, long Ooh, drill. That's way long too long. One. I don't have that many questions. All right, uh, favorite lake in Arkansas? Uh, Probably Grooves Ferry. That's yeah. the one we're on the most. You guys do a little bit there? Yeah, I've, I like Lake Washita too, both beautiful lakes. What's your favorite place to stay out of town in the state? In the state? Probably probably, uh, probably the Grooves Ferry. Yeah, I mean – that. I enjoy Eureka Springs. We've yeah. done that a few times. No doubt. Jessica Love and I. It. I mean, that's that's a good place, too. Yeah, it's a good getaway. It's kind of like uh, the game the other day. Like, you're kind of like, wow, this is a real place. You don't place. even feel like you're in Arkansas when no. you're in Eureka Springs. I love it's, it. It's weird. No, it is. It's a strange thing. I didn't feel like I was in Arkansas the other night. I feel like I was in <laughs> the Twilight Zone. It was great. It was a movie. I mean, too, i got to ask you this, too, real quick. Uh, what, what did their coach say to you at, at midfield after the game? It was pretty quick. I mean that is just crazy. I've had two quick handshakes the last two weeks. Yeah, that's good. Well, keep keep that up. Uh, we had a question on the show today about the most streamed things. So Max, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, yeah. Hulu. What what's your go to streamer? We, we're we're Netflix. Okay. Yeah, we're Netflix. We haven't branched out too too far from that. But I've heard Hulu's good. Yeah, I, mean, I probably need to get in that 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 that, uh, that game. But we're we're Netflix. What what are you watching right now? Anything particular you guys are binging? Well, suits. Yep. I know you're watching that. I am. Suits is very good. I'm gonna go home and watch an episode tonight. Yeah, Suits is Suits is. Suits, I know it's an older show, but yeah. that's one that we've. I wasn't we've, watching it when it was it was on. So. There's a lot of seasons, so yeah. I think we're four or five seasons in. Yeah, we're about the same. Yeah, that's okay. good. Great, great show. Uh, what sport do you watch the most outside of football? Got the baseball playoffs tonight. Uh, the baseball playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I love. I, I don't watch baseball throughout the regular season, but love the playoffs. And unfortunately, my team's getting beat right now. I'm a right. huge Braves fan. Grip, grip. Grew up the the, the the Chipper Jones days. Well, set Atlanta the tape from Saturday night, coach. They're never give up attitude. I hope because There's life. They got a good enough bat in order. They ought to scratch out a couple runs. Yeah, here. they're down one and already down one zip in the series. They definitely need to uh, find a find a way to win here. Last question: um, Since we're here at Walk-Ons, gumbo, etouffee, red beans and rice, or shrimp and grits? What are you going with? I, ooh, I love them all. Love them all. But if I had to pick one, I would probably say gumbo. Okay. 
Etouffee's a little rich. I like it. Yes. Love shrimp and grits. Just don't don't think about it much. Yep. Um, but but gumbo. I'm a huge fan of gumbo. They've got me hooked on here. This is the second week in a row. It's great. I'm telling you. And I had wrong. gumbo for an appetizer. So you get two out of, <laughs> two out of four ain't bad. I mean that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. All right. So between now and Saturday, obviously it's a four o'clock kick again. I mean, you guys try to settle. I know you try to make as much routine as you can. Yeah. But goodness, they're making it easy for you. Same kick times yeah. back at home. I mean, you guys can kind of follow the same script, right? Well, you know, as college athletes, you become a creature of habit. I mean, routine is good, right? I mean, go to class, go to, you know, treatment, go to workouts, go to practice, do it again the next day. And so if you can get in a, in a consistent routine, usually you can have success. I feel like our guys are in a pretty good routine. You don't want it to be too monotonous because you can get in a dangerous spot if it's too you have too much monotony in your life. Um, but, but, man, we're in a good spot. We're glad to be home. It's supposed to be beautiful weather again, uh, similar to last weekend. Uh, you know, hopefully for a big crowd, it's Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, here here on campus, got, got I think, seven or eight uh, former Bears and different sports going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's just it's, it's going to be a fun weekend of football. Uh, great brand of football playing right now in Conway, Arkansas. Come out and check it out. Oh, weather's going to be perfect again. We had such great weather last weekend. I know you were asked about it after the game. Uh, for those who stayed in the crowd and, and stayed in the stands after the third quarter, uh, how did you feel like hey, the atmosphere was? It was unreal. I mean, I, you know, and, and, and it kind of gravitated down closer to the field so you could feel the presence. Um, you know, I tell you people this all the time. I mean, at our level of football, I think when the stripes is on point at Estes Stadium, you got people engaged, you got a game like that. I mean, it's tough to beat. We had guys in the end zone. We had fraternities, sororities down there jumping up and down on those touchdowns. I mean, such such a great night, and our guys feed off that. They need that. 71 and sunshine on Saturday. Let's go on the stripes. Tune in to uh, the show next week. We'll recap it. Tune into the broadcast starting at 3. But, hey, turn out. At Estes Stadium on Saturday to support the Bears. They deserve it. And uh, trying to get to 5-2 and two before the bye week. Let's go. Big one against Stephen F. Austin, a very, very good football team. So should be a lot of fun. We'll be back here um, next week. Actually, we're going to take one week off because bye of the week. bye week. That's yep. right. So yep. we'll be here in two weeks. Uh, but you're welcome to come here and eat some shrimp and grits. I may come anyways if we win. I got no issue with that. I'm a superstitious guy. Why break precedent? Yeah, yep. exactly. I'll, I'll do that with you. I'll make it a point to come up here for sure. <laughs> uh, appreciate Todd Pierce back in the studio. We'll join you next week. On the Stripes, or this Saturday on the Stripes, and we'll join you in two weeks here at Walk-Ons for the Nathan Brown Show. Appreciate you tuning in, and have a good night, everybody. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.